HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by the International Culinary Center, offering courses that range from classic French techniques in culinary, pastry, and bread baking to Italian studies to management, from culinary technology to food writing, from cake making to wine tasting. For more information, visit culinarycenter.com. I'm Erica Wise, host of Let's Get Real, the cooking show about finding, preparing, and eating food. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Welcome to Feast Your Ears. I'm Harry Rosenblum from the Brooklyn Kitchen, a cooking store located at 100 Frost Street in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Join me every Wednesday as I talk with people about what they do and how it influences their personal food stories. This is a show about people, life, and food. You can find Feast Your Ears as well as lots of other great shows at heritageradionetwork.org and on iTunes. Follow us on Instagram at feast.yr.ears. Today is episode 16 of Feast Your Ears. Uh, in the studio with me today is Tom Jones, not the singer. Uh, Tom Jones the pastry sh- is a pastry chef and an instructor at the International Culinary Center, um, which was originally the French Culinary Institute, for those of you that have lived in New York for a long time. Uh, Tom is a pastry instructor uh, and also served in the military. He was in the Army and the Marines and didn't actually go into the kitchen as a profession until he was transitioning out of his military service. Um, Tom, thanks for joining me. Oh, thank you for having me. Um, so uh, can you tell me and the audience a little bit about um, what you do now? So as an instructor at the uh, ICC, what's your what's your job? As an instructor at the ICC, um I create uh, experiences for our students to learn about their field, uh, to learn the basic skills and um, intermediate and advanced skills that are needed to, in my case, create pastries in a restaurant or in a bakery. Um, it's really, uh, I, I get great, uh, rewarded from it, from it. I like helping people move from whatever their career was to what they want to become. And uh, I take that pretty seriously and fortunately kind of enjoy it. That's great. Do you find that a lot of your students are people that are coming out of another career and going into uh, cooking or is it, is it young people who, you know, have decided as in their late teens that that's what they want to do? You know, our, uh, 
audience over the years, it, it is we have a variety of people, but it's mainly adults who have had a, a career and been successful. And the one thing I keep hearing, it's a theme that I hear over and over again, is this is something I've always wanted to do. Hmm. In the past, uh, I, I did this. I was an architect. I was a lawyer. Uh, I was a truck driver. But now I really want to learn about cooking and make my living at it. And, and they've decided to sort of take the leap and, yeah, and make yeah. that happen. I, I mean, we also have you know young people who are just finishing high school. But I think we also have, uh, I think, a, a better, bigger percentage is uh, you know, adults who are deciding to get the information and the skills that they need to and go on a new endeavor. And, so, and some of those people, like yourself, are coming out of the military? Yeah, some. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and over the years, uh, the, the population that we're serving that are former military has increased. Um, it's not really large, and we, we kind of hope that we're able to uh, serve the veteran population more. Right. Yeah. And there's a there's a scholarship, right, that has been started to absolutely the friends of the uh, French Colonial Institute ICC have established a military scholarship, and it's pretty generous. And it really is. Uh, when I left the service, I used my veterans benefits, and I found that because I went to a trade school, there were certain limitations imposed on it. And I wished such a scholarship had existed. I would I would have definitely taken advantage of it. Um, so it is designed uh, to really help the veterans who are considering going to a, a culinary school, help them be able to choose the ICC. Hmm. And, um, and I think that's a, that's a, that's a great opportunity. I'm, I'm really excited that it exists. So as a, as a veteran, um, can you talk a little bit about your path? So you started out in you started out in the army. I, yeah. I understand from our earlier conversations, and then um, got out of the army, and then went back in, went into the Marines, yeah, um, and considered a career in the military, and then decided to get out of the military. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a long and winding. I I, I think we were talking earlier. I was like, I never imagined I would have been a pastry chef right. in New York City in the twenty first century. <laughs> and you know, when I was a kid, I was like, oh, what am I going to be doing when I'm old right uh, when i grow up when right. i grow up uh so it was a combination of needing a f- to find a new uh a new path a new career um when i was transitioning out of the military in 98 they literally said you must learn well, you must go to the transition assistance program and we're more going to give you some assessments and help you take tests and see what aptitudes you have. Uh, uh, aptitude testing. Yeah, right. it was hilarious. Yeah. I could have been a commercial blaster, a librarian, a cook, a chef. Uh, those, were, those were the career paths that they laid out for you. <laughs> I mean, it was kind of it was funny. It yeah. was, I, and and uh, but I was like, oh, I'm, I'm interested in cooking. Yeah. Um, and at the time, my girlfriend was um, working at the Food Network early oh. on. She uh, eventually became my wife and left the Food Network. But <laughs> she gave me some. She was like. Hun, take a look at this uh, French Culinary Institute. They have, they have this great brochure. A friend of mine recommends it. I'm take a look at it. And yeah. I, I took a look at it and was like, immediately impressed. And went to school there and graduated and then started working. Yeah. And that was what I needed to do. I wasn't ready to go back to college. I'd spent a lot of time in the military. I didn't have. It was one of those things where so I wanted to transition. I wasn't ready to sit down and earn. Uh, an undergraduate degree or a graduate degree, I felt I had earned it. 
whether that was wise or not. Right. Another thing. <laughs> and so you went into the, the restaurant workforce. Oh, yeah. I worked at a, a, a canteen, okay. which, which yep. was uh, now is Lure, mm-hmm. uh, Restaurant Lutesse, uh, Restaurant Danielle, and then um, at the Sony Club, which was a uh, the corporate dining room for Sony Corporation America. That oh. was my last gig before I went to uh, the International Culinary Center. And always, always pastry. Always pastry. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I didn't. You know what's you know what's, with many new uh, uh, endeavors, ignorance is bliss. Not knowing everything, <laughs> sure. You you have no. You can't be afraid. You just have to do it. Right. You and, just go. Uh, and uh, I think I, you make the you 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 make the best choices you can given the information that you have. Yep. And I and I really have enjoyed it this career so far. Did you grow up in a family that did a lot of cooking or baking at home? Oh yeah, my granddad. Yeah. I mean, nice. it sounds like a classic story. Oh, the father. My, right. my, my granddad. No, he was. He was. Uh, uh, I was raised by him, and he was a child. Of, he was a teenager, I guess, in the Great Depression, uh, uh, from the South, and he cooked all the time. Uh, we, you know, I, cobblers, and pies, and lemon meringue pies, and cakes, you know. And he, but, you know, we always had a can of baking grease on the on the <laughs> on the stove. And, sure, and, you, you know, don't want to throw that away. This is how you make gravy, son. <laughs> you know, so uh, I, I didn't know that that would serve me well at some point. You know, right. uh, uh, and and where I grew up, there was a lot. I mean, it was one of the things that people did. Worked. You worked in the kitchen. Right. You could. He was. He was a. Po- he retired from the post office. But hmm. anyway, um, do you do you find that, or did you find, I guess, that? the professional kitchen had similarities to the military? I mean, it sounds like you went into some of the, some very sort of classic yeah, kitchens. I, I mean, I, well, I did do some research. I didn't go into completely one. Sure. There's a, I, I, and I, I found that, um, uh, I said, well, I'm going to embark. I'm going to, I'm going to, I want to become a cook. I want to become a chef. I want to go into pastry. What is this all about? And then, and, and my research led me to believe that, um, the classic, the, the training that the French had seemed to have codified and established a reputation as being masters of this of this medium, and I was like, well, the French Culinary Institute, they had this reputation, and in in and in uh, investigating it more, uh, it was all steeped in like these classic techniques, and I was like, well, it is about technique, and that that was there's a tech way of doing things, yeah. and learning that way of doing things in that process. That's what led to that. Uh, uh, yeah, you were saying when we were when we were chatting before the show that you don't run your classes quite like a professional kitchen because <laughs> you feel like your your, oh, well, your student your students might uh, you know sort of not not make it to the professional world. They need to get through some education first. Oh, okay, yeah. So when I first uh, was hired to be an instructor, I was an instructor, I was an assistant. Mm. And uh, I had this attitude like, you've really got to push. You've got to, you've, you don't know how hard it's going to be. And, <laughs> and, and, and like, uh, try and, and, and that was part also from my, maybe a, a gestalt or an attitude that I had from being in the service. Um, and I, I got some great advice from one of the senior deans. And he's like, you're, you're here to create an experience 
so these people can learn not to terrorize them, <laughs> literally. Uh, you know, and and and, they, and he was right. And I need to create a, an environment so people can understand these skills. He's he's adults, and he, and and uh, that's what we're trying to do. Like. The military has this, uh, had this environment where you, you define the task, the condition, the standards. You have a mission. There's a leader who's, who's gonna has a vision and going to define your role in, in, as a member of the team. Um, and all those things happen in a, in a professional kitchen. And at the International Culinary Center, the, the chef instructors are creating an environment and defining the mission. The mission is to teach you how to prepare this cake. Sure. I mean, you know, we we do the same thing in our business. I mean, at the Brooklyn kitchen, we try very hard to give people, you know, an idea of what their work is going to be there and what is expected of them. And here are the tools to get there and here's the knowledge you need. And, you know, I mean, it, it, it all, it all comes comes together in that in that training right yeah it comes together in a training you know you define the tasks set the conditions help people understand the standards and then you know give them the support they need to 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 accomplish that and um that that in that way it's like the military you know in that uh there is a structure of the kitchen brigade yep but Unlike the military, you certainly have the option of not doing it. Right. <laughs> if, if, if you've decided this isn't for you, you can certainly step away from it. Right. Yeah. Has the has the curriculum changed at all? I mean, you've been at the you've been dramatically. At the ICC dramatically. For... I mean, uh, you know, our organization has become more professional and actually uh, brought in even more and more uh, experts in the field to help design the curriculum and uh, and kind of change with the way that the industry is, our industry is changing yeah. all the time, um, whether it's in food technology or, uh, well, that's an easy one. Culinary Center is a proud sponsor of the HeritageRadioNetwork.org. The ICC, with locations in New York and California, provide cutting-edge education to future chefs, restaurateurs, and wine professionals. We're proud to claim Dan Barber, Bobby Flay, and David Chang among our honored alumni. This is Dorothy Can Hamilton from Chef Story. Check out our ICC website at InternationalCulinaryCenter.com. Welcome back to Feast Your Ears. I'm Harry Rosenblum. I've been speaking with Tom Jones, instructor at the International Culinary Center, about his time in the military and what led him into the kitchen and ultimately into the classroom uh, to teach pastry there at the, at the ICC. Um, Tom, before the break, we were talking about um, traveling and about sort of your time in the military and then coming into the kitchen. Um, what Did you have a sort of like aha moment about being in the kitchen and, and, you know, both being a pastry chef and then also teaching? I mean, I, the, there are lots of aha moments in, in, in business, but the, and in life, but one of the things I, I like to, when I think about that is, 
I, I was working at Restaurant Danielle. Uh, at the time, our pastry chef was Johnny Uzzini. Huh. And uh, um, Chef Danielle was in the middle of creating his menu for uh, Bistro Modern. Hmm. Um, and I was at that, I, I worked service and production. I was working production and, uh, and the third shift, it was at night. And uh, Chef Danielle and his chefs, his more, I, I was a peon. You know, if he yelled at me, said, what is this crap? I would, yeah, he spoke to me. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) but uh, what was interesting was to watch them working on the food items, developing the menu. Um, There's that famous hamburger that had the foie gras wrapped around it. Right, right, right. uh, And and, and other dishes and watch the the process. It was uh, an awesome experience to see them, you know, be critical of each component, of each flavor, of taste it tasting it and really it, it was a really great classroom actually actually watching that happen oh yeah i have work to do let me get back to work and 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 find out what's going on but you know even tasting the scraps after they were done right you know, dissecting it what do you think i don't really care about that. right um as a as a teacher i used to i taught at columbia university um years ago in the theater department mm-hmm. and one of the things i always enjoyed as a teacher was watching the aha moment happen with my students. And I feel like that, you know, didn't happen with all of them. I mean, certainly I've had students that were not, you know, some were better than others. Yes, sir. Uh, But always really enjoyed sort of when you see it click. Yeah. That's, that's the rewarding part about being a teacher. I mean, like, how can you really prepare somebody for changing their life and, and going into a new industry? I mean, you can give them the technical information, you can give them these experiences. uh, And, in the process, there are certain experiences that we're, you're watching. You, know, you see the light come on, or you see somebody really get it and, and not only um, do well, but kind of enjoy themselves as they're creating the menu or the or the cake or the or the puff pastry. When they see it and they and they figure it out and they can uh, be excited about it. And do you see your students out out in the world? I mean, do you go and eat at restaurants and then realize that? Some of the food you're eating was well, made by students. Well, I mean, one of the coolest things is watching students, uh, former students, go and be successful. Sure. I mean, that is the ultimate, oh, Christina Tosk, I remember her. <laughs> or, right. you know, when, yeah. you, when you see the chefs, uh, they come back. And it, what's cool is the students keep coming back. Um, we're not going anywhere. The students come back to the International Culinary Center and uh, check in. Uh, maybe it's looking for a new gig or come back to talk to an old chef instructor. Sure. Um, I, I did that when I was, uh, like, I sought advice from my, you know, our, our industry is kind of, there's this DNA. Who was your chef? And right. you, And you talk about who your chef was and what advice they gave you or didn't give you, how they were an accidental mentor. Right, uh, right. And uh, so uh, I went back to uh, uh, Chef Victoria, who was one of my instructors, and I got advice from her a lot when I was, working in the industry, not at the school. Right. Are a lot of the students or most of the students based in New York City at the ICC? Um, I mean, are they from I, here or do they come We here have students from New York and from the metropolitan area, but we literally have students from all over the world. Hmm. Uh, and that is another fun and exciting part of it. Uh, a lawyer from China, a doctor from Singapore, um, and... They are successful in what they have been doing, right. but they want to c- learn how to cook. 
I must give it must give great perspective within the class. To oh the yeah, I mean, well. I I try and get the students to understand. I mean, I have my patent introductory lecture, but we all bring something to the table. You know, introduce yourselves. Oh, you're from Singapore. You're from China. You're from Australia, and you know, we have like kids from the metropolitan area or grown-ups from the metropolitan area and, and people from all over the world. And um, unlike the military and unlike a professional kitchen, we're here to learn. We're not here to make a dollar for the, for the owner or for the kitchen. So there, that's what I, I, when I was saying that you have to remember it is a school where we're trying to learn. Yeah. There's a big difference when you're trying to pay the bills. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, we were talking before the show about our children. Um, yeah. You have a 12-year-old, right? Yes, she's awesome. Um, and uh, does she cook? Do you cook together? <laughs> it's hilarious. Yes. Yes. When she was little, she really loved it. Um, and my, loved, my six-year-old loves it. And I, loves cooking with, loved, used to love cooking with daddy, daddy and, and like, oh, you're making candy. Oh, my God. You're making candy. <laughs> ah! uh, uh, now that she's 12, uh, she has a little perspective. She can give me a little distance. She yeah. likes to take lessons from YouTube. And uh, then try it out on me. But so she cooks. She cooks. That's yeah. cool. Uh, uh, yeah, my my um, my spouse, who is like part of the inspiration for me becoming a chef, who handed me that brochure, who right. encouraged me, who gave me the ultimatum, enlist one more time and I won't be here, <laughs> uh, made it easy for me to become a chef. But uh, she's also been super involved in, in food education in, in our, at my daughter's elementary school. Shout out to PS3. <laughs> um, nice. uh, she started the cooking room, uh, and it, it was uh, the idea was to create an environment where children could understand and get food literacy, but also to have an opportunity to apply the Common Core standards, whether that was oh. uh, mathematics or communications. And um, I wish I could have been more helpful with that, but I was definitely the guy going to going to going to work um yeah i mean but that you know that's that the the kitchen does allow for the application of all of these yeah. theoretical things and i'm only just i mean my daughter is in first grade so she's only been in elementary school now two years and you know but i'm just starting to understand all these things that when we're in the kitchen and she's talking about math we're talking about fractions i can say well cut that carrot into quarters right and so there's practical application of both it's, teaching her how to use a knife you know i mean two carrot two carrots later she cut her finger and needs a band-aid and you know the whole thing but no and uh you know it it, and there was a great lessons about um you know the taste the the sense of taste and sweet and sour and umami and all these other things and again the application of these these standards that kids have to learn the mathematics communication skills and and describing what they were doing and it was it went we had a good run we graduated from elementary school sure and um now yeah. you're into middle school. Now right? we're it's into a whole middle school. It's a whole thing. other thing. Yeah. Go away, Dad. <laughs> Door gets slammed. We have a program at the Brooklyn Kitchen called Classrooms in the Kitchen, where one of the things that I realized we were approached years ago by a teacher locally at a high school, automotive high school here in, in Williamsburg that's relatively near to our store, who wanted to bring her class. She had a cook, an after-school cooking club, and she wanted to bring them to the store. And so we started this program out of that where we invite public school classes in and we say, we'll give you a tour of our store, and we'll talk about food sourcing, where our food comes from, where the meat comes from that we sell. Um, you can experience that and see a half a pig hanging in the walk-in and talk about that. And then take a cooking class, and we try to you know, make that something, something simple along the lines of something like fresh pasta to 
teach children that, you know, with nothing more than a pot of water, an egg, and some flour, you can make your own food. There it is. Yeah. I mean, uh, that that is a great, very gratifying. And, and the, the being able to nourish yourself and nourish other people, I mean, uh, that was, I guess, on the big picture, why I was happy I was able to transition from the military to the kitchen. Sure. And that, that's uh, another great aspect. Yeah. Um, we're almost out of time. I did, you, you had written, I send a questionnaire to all of my guests and I ask about what your pet peeve related to food is. And you said many, and I'm wondering <laughs> if you'd be, I'm wondering if you'd willing to, oh, if you'd but, be willing to choose one just to discuss. Uh, uh, well, for the people that don't actually work in the industry thinking that, um, you know, passion, I love cooking. I love the food. I love, you know what love is in the food industry? doing it right for the last customer. You had the first customer at the first sitting at 5.30, and now it's 10 a.m., it's 10.30. Right. You've been on your feet for 12 hours. Yeah. Love is making it great the last time, too. Uh, I mean, that's, that's, that's one of my peeves. But I've also learned, keep yourself in check, chef. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, is there anything, anything you want to share that we didn't, touch on in our conversation today no i just that i feel really fortunate to be an instructor and to help uh our students change careers and i've been lucky you know there's you've clearly worked hard too let's say no no we work hard that's work there's luck i mean well there's this uh, great chef who said you've got to prove yourself to your uh peers You've got to have com- success commercially, and then you've got to have some luck. Yeah. And that's, that's, and um, I've been lucky and I've worked hard. <laughs> See what else happens. <laughs> well, great. Thank you, Tom. It's been a, it's been uh, a real you. pleasure um, having you here on the show. Um, thank you for listening to Feast Your Ears, and a big thank you to Kristen Baylor, who's my producer, and Liz Smith, who engineers this show every Wednesday. Um, please take a moment to like us on Facebook and iTunes and follow us on Instagram. I'll talk to you next week. to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archive programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can email us questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 non-profit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.